If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. To find out if it's right for you. back to Macabre London's Abhorrent Advent Calendar. As you'll be aware if you've already joined me for the past nine episodes, I'm counting down the days until Christmas, but not in the usual joyful way you may expect. Instead, I'll be telling you 24 gruesome stories until we hit Christmas Day, when you'll receive a full-length episode of Macabre London as your hideous Christmas present from me to you. Under door number nine, we met the fastest horse in the world with eight legs, Sleipner and learned how he may have just been the inspiration for Santa's reindeer. Today, we open door number 10 and learn the gruesome origins of gingerbread houses. <laughs> when visiting Christmas markets, it's impossible to escape the stands packed to the rafters full of Leibkuchen gingerbread biscuits that have been coated in a sweet glaze or smothered in thick chocolate. The showstoppers on these market stands are the individually pre-made gingerbread houses that are intricately adorned with gumdrops, white icing and sweets, patiently waiting to be bought and taken home to see if they can make it through the month without being picked at by hungry children. The delicious biscuits look innocent enough, but if you delve into their origins, you may never be able to look a gingerbread man in the eye again. In the 11th century, ginger was imported to Europe, along with other herbs and spices, from the eastern Mediterranean as a result of the Crusades. After some experiments, the Europeans noticed that bread kept for longer if they baked in ginger, and along with other spices such as nutmeg and cloves, they found that these extra additions, apart from making their food taste nicer, also elongated its shelf life past its usual short expiry date. The antibacterial nature of ginger, along with its stomach-calming properties, meant that it was a big hit with the Germans in particular, and they adopted it into their everyday culinary offerings. So much so that even a gingerbread guild was set up in the 15th century. Gingerbread has always had links to religion, 
and it's thought that when an Armenian monk shared his recipe for the tasty treats with French Christians in 992 AD, the biscuits became part of the clergy snack cupboard from then on, with nuns adopting it into their regular medicinal treatment for indigestion. When the spicy sweet treat made its way over to England, it was seized upon by Queen Elizabeth I, who requested that she have biscuits made to resemble her courtiers. I'd like to think that she would bite the heads off the doppelganger desserts in front of the replicated nobleman, but I couldn't find any documented evidence of this, so we'll just have to assume that wasn't the case, even though I like to think it was just missed out of the history books. However, for Elizabeth, her love of the sweeter recipe than we have today made her teeth decay and start to go black. When her ladies-in-waiting noticed this was happening, they too started to blacken their teeth so as to look like they had been privy to the rich foods, and also to make Queen Elizabeth feel a little bit better about her dental decay. There must be something in the name, as even today, Queen Elizabeth II still has reams of gingerbread made for the festive season, and adorns her Christmas trees with handmade biscuits. As gingerbread became more of an art, there were tools made specifically for the job. Intricate gingerbread moulds were made from wood in all shapes and sizes, and soon any big event, such as a wedding, had a spicy sweet accompaniment in the shape of the people involved. The biscuits were even used as bribes to curry favour. In the Holy Roman Empire, Frederick III found he was becoming increasingly disliked by the local townsfolk, and so to win their favour, he had huge gingerbreads made and distributed to 4,000 households in order to appease them. The bribes worked, and his subjects stopped grumbling about him. Fast forward to the 1800s, and the Brothers Grimm really amped up the horror to do with the spicy snack. In their 1812 fairy tale, Hansel and Gretel, the two abandoned children stumble across a house in the woods which is made of bread. Starving, they begin eating it. The lady who lives in the house tempts them inside with further promises of an unending delicious buffet, but instead traps the children before revealing she's a witch, and she's going to fatten them up before eating them. Luckily, the children manage to outsmart the witch and shove her into the fire, but not before they've scoffed down some of her tasty house. It wasn't until later that the story in print was changed to gingerbread to reflect the art of the gingerbread houses that were springing up across the festive period as a direct nod to the fairy tale. The tale is said to be derived from the European famine of 1315, when over 25% of the population died as a result of failed crops. During the peak of the famine, mothers would abandon their children so as to not starve themselves. As a result of this joyous tale, the Germans started making gingerbread houses and decorating them, incorporating the vast amounts of honey that was produced in the surrounding region. The combination of the naturally antibacterial honey along with the ginger meant the food was seen as a cure-all, and as it seemingly had a positive effect on anyone suffering with a cold, the food became a seasonal affair.